I get that ego on board and I get all my faculties going in the right direction and we torch it and we stay in gratitude and privilege the whole time. We stay in gratitude. And when I say we, I'm talking about my small self, my big self, all my faculties, the ego, like we're a whole crew. And, um, and I understand that when I function from that place, from the work that I've done in meditation, from showing up every day when the mind tells me I'm too busy, I've got more important stuff to do, that I am benefiting every single being on this earth. Because what I'm bringing to this world is gratitude is a feeling of being fulfilled right now, that happiness is not in the future. My freedom is not when I get my bonus check. My peace is not when I'm on vacation. It is all here right now. So the translation is seamless. It's invisible, but it's there. It's there. And it's present moment awareness is where you're going to see it and experience it. Because in the present moment, it's the only time that you're 100% available for the task at hand. So you wanna be the best athlete you can be, practice presence. Don't just be present, be the presence. There's a big difference there. Be the presence. Be the presence of all there is, all that was and all that ever will be. Quick beach, it's 11.11, we gotta start the podcast, it's 11.11 a.m. Okay, we're gonna get this show on the road. Let's bro. Okay, welcome back you guys to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. I'm Jess, I'm your host. I'm here with Coach Beach, and we are here to answer your questions. Once again, this month you are hella curious and we love it, you guys. This is the dream that we had years and years ago when we would stand in our kitchen of our dream house in Newport, Rhode Island, and we would say, how can we serve? And it was like crickets, <laughs> right? We like heard nothing. Heard nothing. But we kept asking and we kept um, wanting to fulfill this desire to create community. And here we are sitting in Southern California now after taking great risk, an amazing adventure and really every day living our life fully to be where we are and more importantly into where we're going which is who knows who knows and, and that's, that's the most amazing place to be it is and we've got a question on that today which is great so we're gonna jump into those questions but first i want to make a little bit of an announcement a put it out there into the universe and see what comes back kind of thing well this is gonna be good well <clears throat> buckle up so i've been feeling this for a while and actually a couple years ago we did work with someone for a short period of time and then that relationship just like effortlessly fell away but it's in regards to assisting me with the podcast every week so what i'm looking for is somebody to come into our lives to align in our lives where they will take over the post-production of the podcast right now right now that's what i'm looking for for somebody to go through it adjust the volume levels take out any you know super distracting background noise um if you are a regular listener you know i'm not perfect at that and this isn't about perfection but it is about showing up so for almost two episodes hundred episodes I've shown up and I've produced this podcast every single week and you of course BJ have done your part every single week and so I really 
am opening to the alignment of somebody who gets stuff done, who uh, loves deadlines and not only meets them, but exceeds them, right? Like it's not a point of stress, it's a point of excitement. And so what I've learned about this podcast is that, you know, it's different every week and the conversations are amazing. So there's such a incredible benefit of being able to listen to the conversations as you're working on the post-production. But one thing that I am 100% such a believer in is that I have never touched this podcast without being fully in aligned with it in gratitude of what it brings to the world creating connection, sharing stories, deepening messages, um, the intent that when we do this, we realize that we are more similar than different, that, that this podcast carries a massive message into the world. And I always want to honor that message. And so it's about being in alignment with what it is that we're producing. It's so much more than a podcast. So right now, what I'm looking for is somebody, if this is if this is hitting you in your heart, because that's where I want you to feel it, if this is hitting you in your heart and you are somebody that just gets stuff done, um, side note, without drama, because there's a lot of people that can get stuff done, but there's a lot of drama in it. I'm not interested in that. Let, let me know. Reach out to us. Send us an email at yogitriathlete at gmail.com and we'll just get the conversation started. So the vision is that you grow with us. We are growing. This is a huge year of expansion. 2020 is a number four year, which is growth of business and expansion. So we are ready. You know, we've already brought Kyla on as our coach. She's already got a squad. It's just amazing. And so the vision is that you grow with us, that eventually you take over the social media of the podcast. You procure the guests. You help us with the research. Perhaps you take over the writing of the blog. I don't know what that looks like, but just know that the limits do not exist and that we always move and make decisions for what is best for everyone. So it's not us at the top and then whatever trickles down is your luck. It's we all grow together, we all expand together, uh, we learn together, we grow together, and we kick ass together. So if that's something that you're interested in and that's up your alley, I use Adobe Audition. And that's what I'm familiar with. If you're familiar with Adobe products, that is a plus. But we can get into more details about it. And I really don't know what it looks like pay-wise. Perhaps it's a trade of coaching plus pay. Perhaps it's just a trade of coaching. I really don't know. I'm just putting it out there, you guys. I'm putting it into the universe. And I will continue to meditate on bringing in that person who is ready to, to take on um, this amazing, um, precious, precious gift that we have been the stewards of uh, for the last, gosh, going on four years now. Yeah, it's been a while. And it's time. It's yeah. time. It's been on my heart. You know, I, I always say, like, you'll know when it's time, and it's time. Uh, I've got a lot of things that I'm, I'm working on and writing, and I really need, I feel this, this book is coming on strong, and I'm writing as best I can, but releasing the podcast is going to be a big piece of me being able to dive more into writing. So. Yeah, I love that. Some, someone out there will support your ability to put words down on paper and create a story. Right. And it's, we're not asking for a volunteer. Like, we're not asking no. you to volunteer. Like, you we're will... We're just putting it out there. This is how we work. Yeah. We put out to the universe, see what 
see what comes back. Yeah, and we, we have an abundance mindset, so we, we will provide as we are provided for because that's always how it is. And it's really funny because, so we, this is how, this is how it, the mind works, right? It's like, oh, well, if somebody comes and they work on, they do the post-production on the podcast, then I can write my book. Right. Oh, well, that makes so much sense. Right. Oh, that'll be easy. I'll have all this time. But I still have to show up for that. So it's being put on my heart to open up to release this, which is going to allow me to grow. But I also need to show up and get through that resistance every day and and write. And also I'm training for a hundred miler. Now that's going to play into this. Right. So it's showing up for that and showing up for what I need to do. So we can make all the logical sense about the change in our life. But when, you know, it, it all comes down to it, it's showing up in the moment to do what you said you were going to do. So that having bringing somebody in calls me further into my commitment to get this book out into the world. Because when I start writing, it just moves like through me. And I would say 80% of it might be crap right now, but there's 20% gold in there that blows me away sometimes when I read what I've written. So we'll see. I don't even know how it all looks in the end, and that doesn't matter because the unknown is where all our possibilities lie. Okay, so yogitriathlete at gmail.com. If that's something that's making your heart sing, let me know. Cool. Cool. All right. Should we dive into questions? Yeah, let's get it rolling. Okay. All right, our first question, this is actually perfect, um, what we were talking about, segue. This comes from uh, somebody who messaged us. So if you ever message us or you text us, we're just going to keep it anonymous. We want to respect that. And this question is, how to walk away from a job or career that makes life miserable into a world of unknown and lack of security? So I'll let you take this one away, Beach. Boom, yeah, this is uh, an experience that I... I was thinking about this on the bike ride yesterday, uh, like an experience that I had that I needed to have uh, in my life, and and I'm coming to terms that this is the this is exactly how it was supposed to happen to me, so that I can share with others in this very very question. And we get this question a lot. This isn't this isn't a one time question, but it's great that I can address it on the podcast so that. Um, we can clear up some things and you can get some insight into this, into the story. Cause we did talk about it when in, in a few podcasts, we actually did one, I think when we were in Asheville with your, with your cousin and she interviewed us and we briefly touched upon it. But you know, I was working at a company that I had been working at for a long time. So ever since I got out of high school and I felt like, obliga- two, like two decades, two decades, more than two decades. Right. Actually I worked for them when I was in college during the summers. So even before, um, so almost 20 years and amazing, amazing company. And the alignment was there for so long. And then as I began to awake, which I I feel like this person is at that point too, where they start to question like, is this miserableness and whatever level that is, right? Whatever miserable means, does it mean you're just going through the motions at work or does it really mean, um, the conversations you have with your coworkers, like whatever it is that is inciting something inside of you, that's not a line. Like you really got to get curious about that. And in my experience, it got to a point when I, I want to say when I started to really dive into meditation and questioning things that I began to realize this is something I, I don't have to do. 
although I had been conditioned that you need to have a full-time job, you need to have benefits, you need to have paycheck. Um, and while all that's going on in my mind, you were always there saying, you can walk away at any time. You can always just, well, find a way. You know, you were totally on board. It was me, right? Me and that fear or lack, lack of um, the ability to, to provide um, that always rose to the surface. So you're always there to support me. And when things got super challenging, and this is the lesson I learned in all of this, is that you allowed me to have this experience where I would come to the realization myself that enough was enough. Like, when, when will it be enough? And as an endurance athlete, you know, you can go and endure as long as you want, right? Just endure, waiting for it to be over, or you can just end it and move on and, and live a more vibrant life that's in tune with what you are passionate about. And so it, it, to address this question, I got to a point where I really wanted to coach. Like there, I had this strong pull to coach. So I started a master swim program uh, three days a week. So I'm still working my corporate job, right? We, I, I'm like, this is what I need to do. This is providing me the ability to do what I love, which is triathlon and coaching. And so I started to coach master swimming and I had to do my due diligence to become that coach. I had to go out and get my lifeguard certification, all these steps that could have stopped me from pursuing what I love because the job was there. I could just have to show up every day from eight to five, do the work and then leave, which is something that kept me at that job. I could do whatever I wanted before eight and whatever I wanted after five. I didn't have to bring that stuff home with me like I did previously in my contract job, um, self-employed. So that was a benefit. That was awesome, right? I could just leave the stuff at work and be able to do what I wanted when I got home. But when I started coaching masters, it really ignited something inside, um, inside of me. Um, and I coached four days a week, got up for five, was it 5.30? Was it four days a week? Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then a Saturday mm. session. What I think is great about the coaching thing is that you had it on your heart you wanted to coach. And when we have it on our heart that we want to do something else, the first question is, how am I even going to make money at this? And you started this master's swim program and you weren't getting paid. You just kept working from your heart and trusting that however it was going to unfold, it was just going to unfold. But you were in love with it, so it didn't matter. No, and I even remember going to talk to the aquatics director and they were like, you don't want payment? I was like, no, I don't want to be paid. I will collect payment from the swimmers to, to contribute to the Boys and Girls Club, which is such an amazing um, thing that I could do. I was the, the, the uh, what do you call it? The, when you serve or when you, steward. I was the steward for, to help generate income for the Boys and Girls Club. How amazing is that? And I got to say, the psychic that we had spoken to said I was going to work a lot with, with children and the growth of, of kids in sports. She's always said, she said before you even had a reading with her, she told me that back in 2010 that you were going to work with, like that you needed to work with kids. And so this, it was at the Boys and Girls Club and I was coaching adults, but at least... You were serving the children. I was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really beautiful. And that just really strengthened that inner alignment that that desire inside me, because it starts with the desire, right? The desire to help others. And coaching swimming really was rising to the surface. And triathlon training is something I, I love. And the stuff at work became 
stuff at work, like just a job that I did to provide the ability for me to, to train and, and coach. Now that doesn't mean I didn't like what I did. Like I'm a creative person. So creating websites, being in the creative department, uh, logistics, I love that figuring things out. But then it got to a point where enough was enough. And, and what was that point? Well, you know, I do, I was posting social media. I was in charge of 16 or 17 social media accounts. I realized I was posting and promoting the consumption of meat and dairy products in our restaurants. And for me, it finally became, this is not about the job. Like I can separate the two for a while, but then it became a hit on me as to, I don't want to contribute. Like it had become enough. I don't want to contribute to this. There's nothing they're doing wrong. It's just, I don't want to participate in it. I really don't want to participate in this. I don't want to post prime rib. I don't, it's not aligned with me. Um, that was my decision for me. That was the, the draw that, that pulled me up inside. And we had the discussion of like, what if you, you know, left your job? This is when I like proactively brought it up. You've always been accepting of it and, and willing to back me, but it got to a point where it didn't align anymore. And so we came up with a plan to get out of it. And actually I had a transition job. So this is, this is, this is an amazing story too. Uh, I was using, we were using a plant-based health bar and I actually got the email marketing newsletter in my email. And I just was like, okay, well, Jess, I'm just going to send an email to them. What do you think about sending an email? Cause my mind at that time needed the reassurance, right? It's always looking for reassurance. I wasn't quite confident in my decision yet. And Jess was on board 100% saying, yeah, send them an email, like just send them an email. So I did. And I, re I asked if they needed help with their website or marketing. And I want to say within a day, I got a response from the owner of the company setting up a phone call and we discussed the options and that became my transition. So I had a small transition and this is how BJ works. This is how I work or have worked in the past is dip my toes. So the job was more than 50% less than I was making, but it was something that aligned with me. I was going to promote a plant-based product. So I'm still being creative. I'm still using that outlet. I'm still an entrepreneur and I'm still using my marketing skills to, to promote something I strongly believe in, which is a plant-based lifestyle. And then from there, that didn't last too long because we had to build Yogi Triathlete and just I think we got to a point where we're going to hit the road and we're like, you got to be, we have to be both be all into this. We have to be all in. So the same as what Jess was talking about at the beginning of the podcast with writing her book, we got to let some other things fall away. So that's what I did. I quit that job, second job, and we hit the road and Yogi Triathlete was full on gung ho. So that transition from the point of where I was like, I need to make a change to actually leaving that first company. I want to say was six months or less. So it takes time. And in my process, it was just continuing to align with what I liked to do. I like to coach. I like to swim. I like to bike and run and I like to engage with others. I like to promote on social media. I like plant-based lifestyles. Those are the things I love. We're thinking about how I was going to make money or at least as much money as I was making at the full-time job 
was none of my concern. And you know what? We're still not making the money that you were making at the full-time job. Um, and that is now, you know, going on five years later, but we're living 400 steps from the beach in Southern California and we're doing what we love and we have a refrigerator full of food. So obviously the number doesn't really matter. But the comfort, I can understand their situation, is the comfort yeah, so of what you know. I think you nailed the how there, where because I want to give some, some logical stuff here. So the how is what we focus on expands. So if we're focusing on the misery, we're going to give ourselves more reasons in our life to feel miserable. So folk get really clear on what you love journal, meditate, talk about it. Let this be the dinner table conversation. What do you love? What would be your absolute dream job? Pie in the sky, no doubts, no buts, none of that, none of that. Because all of that is a limit. So go pie in the sky and then tap into how that pie in the sky career feels. That's what you want to start working on. Start working on how that feels and getting that feeling into your bones. Because the change that we're talking about is a change of state of being. If we don't clean up what we are attuning to, you could have your dream job and be miserable. So we got to clean up what we're tuning to so that it doesn't really matter what you do, you're in contentment, okay? Now, when we attune to what we love and we attune to that pie in the sky life through practice, everything founded in present moment awareness, because that is the only time that we are in the conscious mind to make choices, to see uh, what we are attuning to, to see the words we're using, the thoughts we're thinking, the actions we're taking. We're, we're able to pull the blinds up and see where we're limiting ourselves and see where we are, where we are attuning to the misery. So as we clean up our act and we raise our frequency to that pie in the sky life, anything that is not in that same vibrational frequency has to go. That includes people. It could be family members. It could be, oh my God, I thought I was going to be best friends with this person for the rest of my life. They may fall away because you're not attuning to whatever that shared energy used to be. So the biggest thing is in this process, start right now. Start right now as you're hearing me say these words. Get clear on what you want. Why you came here on this earth. You came here on purpose. And if you are in misery, you're not living your purpose. So Focus on how you want to feel and understand that there is going to be a time where you're going to have to jump. You're going to have to jump at some point and you're going to jump into the unknown at some point. You want to make a change, any and all change is going to put you into the unknown. But when you're attuning to that truth, you're attuning to what you love, 
you're giving yourself the space and the privilege to do more of what you love, that jump is going to be so much easier. Because to go from misery and just say, screw this, I'm out of here, even though that would feel so good, right, to like walk in, stomp in and be like, I'm out of here. It's not a great thing to do. I would highly advise that you don't do that because you're making change from a place of anger and misery. You want to make a change from a place of love. You want to make the change from a place of love. That doesn't mean that you won't have moments of like, oh my God, what did I just do? But you'll be so rooted in this feeling of this pie in the sky life and career that you want to live. And that doesn't mean it has to be this big, huge, massive thing. It could be like, you know what? All I want to do is like, I was saying to you, BJ, I'm like, if I didn't do, I was saying this to BJ the other day on the trail, like if I didn't do what I do now, I would definitely be working in the wilderness. Like, as like somebody who was a stu like um, we've used steward now like three times, <laughs> and that I was like a caretaker of a hut, like on a hut system in the mountains, or I was somebody who lived at like, you know, like Gooden Ranch in Sycamore Canyon where we were, like that would be something that would be a really sweet life for me. Now that's not, you know, not going to be a billionaire doing that, but that's, that would be something that would sit really nice in my heart. But what I'm doing now is 100% why I came on this earth. 100%. And I can't wait to see where it takes me. And every day, understand, every day BJ and I walk into the unknown. So the how is, the you know, the feeling is the creation. So get into the feeling of what you want. What we focus on expands. And BJ, I remember you coming home from work. Like, you guys, this wasn't that pretty. Like, BJ would come home from work and you would complain. I remember this. And this was like, I was doing like my spiritual work and I was meditating and I'm not so sure you were meditating at this point. Maybe you were, yeah. But you would complain and you were miserable and I would stand in the kitchen and there was a part of me that just wanted to be like, stop like throwing up all your negativity on me. But then I just would look at you and you and I would listen to you and I would just in my head, I would say over and over again, you are perfect. You are perfect. I see you. Like, I hear you, you are perfect. And so it wasn't like a super pretty clean process, you guys. BJ was miserable, but then he started to attune himself to what he loved and that misery fell away. What, what I loved rose super high. So I, I don't care now. Like, I don't, like, it, it's not that I, well, I guess it's not that I don't well, care. Well, give you confidence to make change. Absolutely, yeah. I, it, that's one point too I wanted to talk about is, I'm going to be okay. Like this person, they're going to be okay. They're smart. They have a job, right? They're smart. Believe you will find, you will find a way. You will find a way. We always find a way. And if you're, you're taking care of land or if I'm working at Whole Foods, it doesn't matter. It's aligned. It brings me joy. It makes me happy. What, what happens in the mind though, is we're getting, and why this change wouldn't have happened is I'm locked into the financial piece and money is the, this root of like so much work for me and I'm sure for many others and allowing that to be to come into its own when it's when it's time and when it's ready the same way that I'm a coach now at this time in my life even though I didn't know what I was going to do 
um, early on in life. And then I thought I was going to be a marketing advertising executive and went to school for it and paid all this money for it. And look what I'm doing right now. So and you're, but you're using all that advertising I'm using and marketing. All that, yeah. But I'm not tied to whatever I originally thought I was going to be. Like you got to follow this life. I know it's so cliche to say, but follow this life's journey. Like piece by piece, bit by bit, see the opportunities, see when you're resisting, see when you're playing it safe, see when you're being a little too reckless. Like, and all that comes in moment to moment. So, so back to Jess is what we focus on. If I focused on not having enough, I will always not have enough. If I focus on, I'm going to be okay, no matter what, I'm going to be okay. That's trumping every thought that comes through my mind right now, whether it's work, whether it's training, whether it's a conversation, it's all going to be okay. It always works out for me. Always. And know that there's nothing is a waste. So every single person and experience that you are having at your job now is teaching you something. So pay attention. And there's this old world, really outdated belief system that the only way we can make money is through a regular paycheck. And it's just so limiting. It's Think about it this way. It's the difference between an either or world and a both and world. Like you can have it all, 100%. Not only can you have it all, it's your birthright. There's, I could dive into this subject for hours. I would love to work with this person and help them through this transition. I mean, there's so much good stuff in there. That, that massive, massive opportunity for growth and expansion and a beautiful bliss, like joy-filled life. Oh my gosh, that is what I would, would focus on. And think about the creation of it don't think about the lack of it yeah like yeah what does it feel like to to be in the to show up wherever you are at that job and feel that joy like not the lack of what used to be or what yeah and we can talk about that because you that's one thing that we talked about and how you started to change your relationship to the people that you worked with and the things that they brought to the table and you really turned it into like a spiritual practice and that helped that helped you attune yourself out of that job Um, and you know what? The universe has your back. So if you're going to stay, it's going to continue to get more miserable. Like there's going to be things that are going to happen and you're just going to, and it's It's the universe kind of kicking you in the butt. So at some point you'll have to jump and it'll be the right time. Okay. We could talk about that all day. We got to move into the next question. Okay, here we go. This comes from someone else who messaged us. So we'll keep that private. Okay. Menopause. I have been, str- oh, this is this so much amazing. Talk about growth, expansion, and um, opportunity to love. It's all right here. I have been struggling with this new body. It's so frustrating. Five years ago when I started doing triathlons at 41, my race weight was 118. I looked healthy and I was happy. I usually stay around 125 and my clothes size never change. Now I notice my midsection and thighs get extra thick. My race weight is now 127 and my now weight is 137 or more without training. My doctor says this can go on for 10 years, exclamation point. Who knows how big I would be without doing triathlon. I have always ate healthy and active and been active. Um, This is so beautiful. There's something I just so revere about the human condition is just how vulnerable we can be. And it's so powerful. Like this is such a powerful message to us. And we are so grateful that you sent it. Um, There is attachment in here. 
there is resistance in here there is fight in here there is discontent in here and there is identification um, with the body is who you are in here and all of that is just such a, a recipe for um, suffering for suffering in life mm -hmm. and so the first place I would go with this if you're not currently meditating is starting to be in concert with who you truly are every single day in meditation I think the m21 revolution would be an amazing step for you if you're not already in it I'm not Oh, man, it will it will give you every tool to heal the suffering. It will give you every tool to look at your life situation and your experiences in this life as being all for you. I really think it would be super helpful for you um, because the your happiness is going to be on the other side of these beliefs. Um, you know, when you were 41 five years ago, doesn't exist anymore. And so to resist what is and where you are and the body that you live in, it's going to create more reasons in your life to feel resistance, right? Everything we focus on expands in our life. So if we're focusing on discontent, then we are going to get more reasons to feel discontented. Um, so I would pose this question to you that when we, as a triathlete, the body is such, is such a friend to us. It is so amazing what it gives to us. It shows up in whatever it is that we've fed it, whatever it is that we've said to it, however it is that we feel about it, it shows up for us. So my question is why, why would we ever be mean to it why would we ever say it's not the way it should be why why would we ever be frustrated about the way it looks it's such a miraculous temple you know we are spiritual beings having a human experience and this human body has allowed our souls because we decided to come here on purpose these human bodies allow us to raise our consciousness, to find joy in our life, to live in contentment and peace and freedom. And if we are fighting against the very vessel that is that we have chosen to live within, then our journey for what we came here to do and to experience will be heavily weighed down. And that may not be the answer you're looking for, but there is incredible amount of opportunity here for you to love. And to, to up-level, to, to rise up. So these experiences we're talking about, and this one's perfect, it's asking you to step up higher, right? Your, the mind is relying on the past as a time where things were clicking, right? You were almost on autopilot, right? Like you've got the weight, you've got the fitness, you, you look good, like you've got this dialed in. And now all of a sudden that's not happening. And so the mind's looking back to something that doesn't even exist anymore. Well, you'll never be that person anymore in that, in that time frame. You, you weren't the person you were when you woke up this morning. Inside, you are. 
inside, inside you, you are. You're, you're the changeless. Same, you're changeless. But outside, you're not the same person that, you know, you were born, how you're born. That same person that went to first grade, the same person that, you know, graduated high school. You're not that physical person anymore. Inside, inside, you're the same person. So you've changed body type and structure this your whole life. What's happening is you're taking a snapshot in time and attaching to that snapshot. And I'm, I'm using you, but you know, I've done it. I've, I've certainly done it. You know, I say, I say this all the time, Jess, I used to have really big quads. Like my legs were really big and Jess has known me for half my life. And she doesn't recall me ever having. And actually I remember when we first legs. started dating, a friend of mine was like, he has really skinny legs. <laughs> so there you go. That's what she said. So there you and go. I was it's like, this... great. Another thing I got to work on the legs. <laughs> it's this whole perspective and story we create. The like, memory is oh. not that reliable. So that right there, that's, that's yeah. gold right there. But it's key. So it's tethering you to this idea of who you were in the past and that in the past you were happy and now you're not happy. So and your happiness is your happiness is right now. It's not in the past and it's not in the future. It's right now. And, it, and it's 100% within, within you. And I want you to know that you are not alone, that we, um, we talk about this a lot with our athletes. Um, I talk about a lot with the athletes that I work with. And I used to be somebody, I would look in the mirror and tell myself how ugly I was until I cried, okay? Because I did not love myself. It was very conflicting because I always had that high spiritual voice saying, you are, what are you doing? This is insane. You are a beautiful, amazing, powerful being. So I had both voices that I had the good wolf and the bad wolf always very loud in my life. But I tortured my body. I, you know, I ate, I threw up, I starved it, I punched it. I just... I beat myself up, like literally beat myself up. And it wasn't until I started to commune and identify with the truth of who I am did I procure this incredible reverence for this amazing, amazing body that I live in. And um, it's curvy and there's shit that's not as taut as it used to be. And... Um, I've got this thing going on with my neck now where I'm like, why didn't anyone ever tell me to moisturize my neck? But this body's amazing. And I, and I laugh about it because, um, because it's just a body. And I know that someday I'm going to shed this body. And when I shed that body and everything that happens until I shed that body, it doesn't change who I truly am. Who I truly am will always be an ever-powerful, limitless, all-knowing being. So there's a lot of good stuff to dive into, and I think that M21 would be a great thing for... It's in... You can check out the link in my bio on Instagram, Jessica Mkowski. Just even go in and start getting the vibe, but I really think this might start to give you a new perspective because it's, it's the, you can get down to 105 and you're not gonna be happy because this is um, something deeper and your body's giving you an incredible opportunity. Um, just like the, the question from before, like you, it's gonna get worse and worse and worse until you wake up to the truth of who you are, which is that amazing, perfect, limitless joyful being that you are right now so everything that's happening with the body 
is giving you an opportunity to strengthen that desire for joy in your life. Anything else? I think that's... No, I'm happy to, to discuss this yeah, with a, you more too. I mean, this is, it's this a, is it's really a hot topic. I mean, you, you, it's stuff. tough not to see the physical body. It's tough not to visually see changes happening mm-hmm. and how you relate to that. But also, like I said, it's like, it's asking you to step up. It's asking you to, to be curious about what you know, what do I need to know now? What do I need to know now? What, what can I learn about my body today and, and where, what I need to do? now yeah it's calling you to step up that's perfect beach and focus on what you love about it there's got to be something you love about it and i'm not talking about five years ago i'm talking about right now right. what do you love the about big it? quads never never happen yeah what do you love it's, about what it I, what is it allowing you to do today right you know yeah. every time we get up and you know we brush our teeth in the morning like everything's fine there are no problems in the now. So this is, um, you know, the base of everything is this deepening our awareness. And gratitude um, for what you have. Yeah, and the present moment awareness. It's huge. Okay, another one, which um, you guys might need to be friends. Here comes a second question. Have you covered the topic of nutrition for over 50 female athletes in either of your books uh, or a podcast episode? And I don't think we have specifically... It seems that there's not much written specifically for this population. I'm a plant-based athlete and find that my nutrition needs tend to be dialed in more now that I'm over 50. Would love to hear some insight on everyday nutrition and nutrition for training. Um, Okay, again, here we go, you guys. It's present moment awareness. How do you feel? How is the food that you're putting in your body making you feel? And what stories are you carrying about that food and what stories are you carrying about how you feel? So when I do talk to women who are in this age bracket, a lot I hear is I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And what we focus on expands. So if we continue to be in the story that we're tired, not only are we furthering our attachment to the body as who we are, We are denying the fact that we have more energy in the tip of our pinky finger than the entire city of Chicago. Again, we got to tend to the temple, but it's not who we are. So I don't know what the mindset or the feeling is around what you're you're experiencing. Um, And so I would really notice that if there's fear about the age and the nutrition needs, if there's frustration about the... um, the age and the nutrition needs? Um, is there excitement about being in a, a new age bracket where the body is shifting and you're yet moving into a new phase of unknown where all your possibilities lie? Um, I would also recommend, Beach, that podcast you just listened to. Oh, with Neil Barnard and Rich Roll about hormones, I think was a really good, really good episode. But as, so this recommendation of the podcast and any books and things that you read, just collect information, right? This, this is someone's perspective on whatever the genre is. So 50-year-olds and their nutrition, like that's, that's perspective. And maybe there's some science behind it and proof. But take all this information in and see how it works. See how it works for you. So get curious about the foods that you use. Uh, get curious about stuff that people say like don't have chocolate after 9 p.m and all these um restrictions like like what is it how does it feel and work for you in your lifestyle because no you're not the first person over 50 worried about nutrition but 
you individually as a unique spirit on this planet, this is your personal special circumstance that you need to get curious about and figure out how you feel. Back to Jess's how you feel about it. Like, what does it feel like to have popcorn? What does it feel like to have spaghetti before a race? Maybe, maybe this time around this year, that's, that's not working for you. It's not like, how does it feel? The pasta is way, doesn't feel good in the belly. Great. Move on to something else. Be willing to try other things that you haven't before and always, and always see how, how that reacts for you. Yeah. And the body is going through a lot of changes, you know, as we, as we hit our fifties and I'm not that far behind you. I'm about to be 48. So, um, I'll definitely be able to speak to this better in a few years. Um, or maybe I'm experiencing it right now, but I'm so tapped into how I'm feeling. Um, and knowing that the body is my temple and not who I am, that I'm not getting, um, too confused by it. So I would definitely check out that podcast with Neil because, and, and perhaps even his new book, because that is a lot about the hormonal changes and hormones in the body. And that's what's happening when we get into our 50s. We're getting into that menopause age. And um, there's a lot, your body's doing a lot of work and it's going through a lot of change. So let's celebrate that. Let's not fight it. Let's celebrate it. Let's listen to it. The body has this inherent wisdom. It's always organizing towards health. One of the biggest thing, things we see with athletes across the board is that they're not getting enough calories in throughout the day. If that is something that you are in tune to, perhaps start tracking your food. And what's, what's, a, good, what's a good app for that, Beach? Like tracking the food, getting like caloric intake. Just oh, my so you, fi my fitness pal. Is my fitness. Okay, my fitness pal. Just so you can say, like we and, and we're not. Yes, we're all. We're about the feel. We're about the fact that you're an all-knowing, limitless, ever-powerful being. But we're not stupid, right? There's numbers, and we're here to use the the tools and the metrics of this earthly experience to allow us to really tend to the temple in the best way we can. So, get those numbers, and then. Notice how you feel when you're at 2,500 calories a day. Notice how you feel when you're at 1,700 calories a day. Notice how you feel when you're, you know, um, having a, a stressful day and what the calories are you eating and what are the foods that you're eating. And, and when you're eating them, like, what does it feel to have a big breakfast first and then lighter meals? What does it feel like to fast for one day a week? Like, what does that feel and what are the... and to do that, you need to be aware. You need to yeah. have that mind game going. So it, it isn't a checklist thing. It's uh, let's see how I feel and truly tap into how I, f like, what does it feel like? Yeah. And remember, you guys, all of you guys, everybody who's listening, you've got every answer to everything you could ever, ever want to know already inside of you. I am, I am not tapped into something that you're not tapped into it just there might not be as many layers between me and the words that move through me as somebody else right and I used to have a lot of those layers a lot of clutter in my hallway but we all we are all connected it's just we get into confusion we get identified with the mind we get identified with the body and we think that we don't know you freaking know so take the words of neil barnard take the words of bj listen to that podcast on rich roll um listen to the words that we're saying and then compare those or uh incorporate those into your inner being and your inner being will say yes okay 
this resonates, this doesn't. This resonates, this doesn't. And the stuff that doesn't resonate, don't worry about it. Don't give it a second thought. Focus Focus on what resonates. What works. Focus on what feels good. Uh, If you've got stories that don't make you feel good, they're just stories. You can change them. Um, But I'm feeling from this question, like I'm not feeling a lot of over emotion and things like that. It's just kind of like, okay, I want to hear some thoughts. Seems like I need to be a little more dialed in. Great. It's calling you to more. So let us know if you have any follow-up questions on that. I hope that was helpful. Okay, next question. It's a two-parter. What new products, foods, stretches, themes, races are you too excited about for the upcoming year? Beach. So us too. This is great just for us. Or what am I excited about? Uh, I would say, is the food one of them? Food. I'm really fired up about this latest meal I've been making. Mm-hmm. You are. <laughs> it's super simple and it came... It just keeps from, getting bigger like every time you make it. It's it like does. falling out of the pan. And it's super cheap, super packed with protein for those that are concerned about protein. And it, it, it it's a combo of all my favorite things. Yeah, it t- and it ties in Faro, which you have like a love affair with I have with a love affair with Faro. But Trader Joe's, all four of these things come from Trader Joe's. Hey. Bag of kale, already cut. Bag of broccoli, already cut. 10-minute Faro, you can cook in obviously 10 minutes and the zoog sauce z-h-o-u-g which is a spicy green sauce it has like cilantro in it um i can't even think of what the other things are. it's, Maybe it's some paprika. primarily cilantro which is like it just tastes so it tastes clean so and good fresh. And, you, and you don't need a lot of it but because it, it's got spice in it yeah for sure so i just mix that all together so you've got the farro and the kale and the broccoli, actually, this is a good process. Just taught me this process. You heat up a pan really nice and hot. You throw in the kale. You throw in the broccoli. You let it stay on that high heat for a few minutes. And then you pour some water in there, just a little bit of water. And it steams up all the veggies. It doesn't take long. And then it's super hot and they're super green. And you pour that on the farro. I use two tablespoons of the sauce because I like it a little spicy. Mix it all in and boom, it's it's like done i think pharaoh is loaded with protein well i know it's loaded with protein so i've just been having that and also just hasn't been making dinner um i've been stepping up the dinner game and and i've been allowing you and to she's do been that. allowing it so she's been eating it because <laughs> i've been so infatuated with it i just feel like it's it's just too easy it's just way too easy i like it also with healthy. um with a scoop of the mediterranean hummus from trader, from trader joe's i think right. the mediterranean hummus and the zog sauce taste really good together another option would be that avocado dressing they have that green dressing, the green, the green goddess, goddess dressing. dressing. Yeah, at, I don't think there's at, avocado in it. At Trader Joe's. And what what else did she ask? Um, products, stretches, themes, races. Wow, I think themes is just just really just stay focused and to explore your your limits. Get to get up close and personal with your limits or what you believe to be your limits. You know, I'm, I continually break. This is what I'm discovering. I continually break what I think I would not be able to do. I, I go beyond it. So it's like, what is it? What is it that's a limiter? So I, it's just continually finding that limiter or challenging your belief about the limiter. I'm really excited about the expansion of Yogi Triathlete this year. We've got some pretty good visions that don't 
feel out of the box at all. Um, we'd like to bring on a triathlon coach by the end of the year. We'd like to continue to do retreats. Um, coach Kyla and I are already talking about the next camp, training camp, retreat. Um, you know, everything I think that we produce in the form of camp and retreat is going to be the holistic experience. It will challenge you and embrace you and embody you and in every way possible from the food to the mindset training to the endurance training. And I just don't think that we could ever do just physical training. Like I think that would be like an impossibility. You'd have to put duct tape over my mouth. Um, and I would probably leave the retreat <laughs> because I wouldn't be able to handle it. So I'm really excited um, that this, this career that I used to have as an event planner is coming back into my life and I absolutely love it. Um, already talking about a retreat with the teachers that I'm doing, the Costa Rica retreat with in April for 2021. This one's going to be in Europe. So we're really excited about that. Um, so yeah, expansion. I'm really excited about the growth of the business this year. Whoever is aligned with this rocket ship, like keep doing your inner work because we're all rising up together. It's amazing. So, um, I mean, I think that really goes for my racing this year, expansion and growth, um, my body expansion and growth. Um, yeah, just in getting deeper, deeper, deeper into my meditation and, uh, whatever it is that you want to do, you can make happen. If you don't make it happen, you just don't want to do it. Right. If anybody heard my rant on Instagram that just <laughs> captured from the trail, you just got to have the the willingness to change. The willingness to change. I think I captured forty five seconds of like a fifteen yeah, minute I, rant. I don't know it was I, awesome. It wasn't a rant. It was a riff. It was a, it was a riff. It was a, there you go. It, you, were, you were open to the channel. That's all. And a lot of the riffing comes from myself. So it's not like I'm shouting at anyone. I'm shouting at I, I guess myself. You know, deep down. Well, and we're all you. We're, yeah, we're all the same. Yeah. So our, our freedom is bound, you guys. It's bound. So are you willing to change? Like willing to change? And if you're not willing to change, you it's just lip service. Yeah, and that's fine too. And that's fine too. But yeah. the, what, you, what you focus on expands. So if you're continually f focusing on these words, you're not acting on those words, then what are you reinforcing? So not to go off on right. a tangent. Right, I mean, it'll, yeah, it'll suck enough at some point. Uh, all right. And second part of this question, I'm still working on meditating regularly. Uh, but when I do and leave the experience feeling the most fulfilled, it's often when it ends in prayer. What is the relationship between meditation and prayer? Um, I don't, I don't think there's, uh, there's no division, right? So we come from the perspective and the teachings of yoga and yoga means to yoke, to bring together. It's oneness. So for me to say that there's a separation between prayer and meditation is ego. It's saying that there's a hard line and there's not. So BJ's mother, who's an amazing, she's involved with the Catholic church and she works at the rectory and she prays. And when she prays, I know this woman very well, she's praying from her heart. When I meditate, I'm meditating from my heart. There is no difference. The only difference is that my mother-in-law considers herself to be Catholic. I consider myself to be everyone and everything. So there's no line. So it's really how, um, if you feel fulfilled in prayer, wonderful. Know that any, anything that brings you to that place of fulfillment is a prayer, is a meditation. 
um, there's no line there for me. I mean, there's been times in my meditation where I have recited prayer, maybe not prayer from a, a book that you would find in an organized religious church or setting, but a prayer that's been given to me that's been passed through the ages from teacher to teacher. So I don't see any difference there. And it's all about how you feel. If you're a practicing Catholic or another religion, how do, you, how do you feel? If you feel good and fulfilled, then you are exactly where you need to be. If you're questioning, like I did, where things just didn't add up for me and I didn't understand, you're supposed to love everyone, but that, you know, and this was back when I was a child, but that you wouldn't be able to marry a woman in the church. I didn't understand that. And again, this was a long time ago, but these were questions I had as a young child. And so I started my spiritual journey and I disidentified as being Catholic and I found um, who I was, which is all religions, all people, all things, everyone, the energy that creates worlds and anything that separates us is delusion. It's falling under the maya of this physical existence. So if it fills your heart, do it. Yeah, my, my perspective is growing up the same way like in a organized you know religious catholic home like this is what we did we do go to church and these are the prayers you have to memorize and this is when we say them and this is how long you say them and it became a task list like you check the box i go to 9 30 mass and i'm done at 10 30 and then i have the rest of my day so i checked that box now i don't really engage in what the sermon was and i didn't engage in actually the words that are coming out of my mouth and to me my relationship with it trans you know was built up it didn't transform it just it was strengthened into that as i grew up all the way through high school to a point where i started to really get curious about the checklist like checking that off and when i'm in meditation so i don't see a difference in meditation and prayer what i see as a difference is the checking off like if you're just going through the motion to get it done saying like, as long as I, insurance policy, as long as I do this, I'll be okay. And I've talked to the Lord and, or the higher spiritual being that's up there. I'm okay. And what has been uncovered for me is that this is my discovery process of me. And when, when these things come up, I'm gaining more confidence in me. This aligns with me being quiet aligns with me saying, a mantra one day and just breathing the next day and having no thought the day after is to me time with myself. It's, it's tapping into who I am in that moment. Uh, not, not serving the, the agenda, I guess you could say. And that's my relationship with it. You know, I've, I've discussed this many times, like it, it, everyone in my family, we were brought up in this. This was really, really strong, a really strong focus. And I never fully embraced it you know as i reflect on it and this is the reason why for me meditation or prayer whatever you want to call it is time alone with myself where i can be still and can sift through the noise and discover everything that you talked about before that's already inside of me that wants to rise to the surface because i want to be more me i'm never more me than when i come out of meditation or prayer or whatever you want right, to call it because you're in concert just with, your, word. with your truth yeah, it's just a label. So anything that separates us is ego. And the ego is not bad. And if anybody's curious about us talking about that more, put in a question for next month. I it's love not talking bad at all. about the ego. It's, not bad. it's just 
it's the part of us that forgot who we are. That's it. But through meditation, through um, anything that's filling your heart that we start to yoke into who we truly are, we start to bring everything into the one, then we start to move through our life in a way that benefits all beings. And when we do that, the ego is no longer pointed in the wrong direction and it starts to point and see through the all-knowing I, um, the 10,000-foot view. And the ego, let me tell you, that I love the ego and she is going to be right by my side in for those 100 miles in Tahoe because she is a little ass kicker and she will get me to the finish. I mean, she is a really, really good friend of mine. I love her. But she also caused a lot of suffering in my life before I, before I realized that we are not separate. We are not separate. So I love it. I think it's beautiful. I think that's really heartfelt. And however you want to finish your meditations that fulfill you, you do that. Absolutely. Okay, two more questions. How do you incorporate what you gain from meditation into workouts and races? How do I transform? How do you incorporate? How do I incorporate? It's just it. It's just a way of thinking. It's, it's, it's what is. So what I practice in meditation is what is. It's not like I'm doing work in meditation and carrying that over into training. And there you go. Like plopping it from one place to the next. It's a lifestyle, basically. It's, it's, how I, it's how I walk the day. It's how I walk my 24 hours. Everything I do, brushing my teeth, making food, getting on my bike, uh, noticing the thoughts that say you're not going to be able to get up this hill as strong as you want and challenging that thought. That's, I guess that's the way you translate what you, what, what those mental reps are you do in meditation, but carrying it to training is no different than carrying it through the full day of your life. Being, being hyper exclusive to certain scenarios is also leaving a lot of blank space throughout your day to zone out or, or fall back on old habits. So it's a, it's a lifestyle and it's a moment to moment practice that you can apply to training, but you can apply it to really anything that you do. Yeah, I think it's an effortless application because meditation changes you on a cellular level. So you're not one person in meditation and one person in racing. And in, I think it was at Lake Sonoma, if you listen to the podcasts coming off of Lake Sonoma or in those months afterwards, I talk about how I noticed I mean, after a year, like a decade of meditating, I noticed at the Lake Sonoma 50-mile race last year, my mind was so quiet. It was just so okay with everything that was happening. And there were some thoughts that came through, but they were so weak and they were not powerful. And I thought, wow, that is a massive cellular shift, something as long as I keep the momentum going with my meditation, I am never going to lose that. I'm never going to go back to that massive battle of the mind on the race course. And there was nothing I did. It was actually in retrospect when I looked back and I was reflecting on the race. I was like, wow, my mind was so on board that day and it was so quiet. And I felt it again the week after in Mendocino. And I felt it again um, when I raced this fall. And then I felt it again at Havelina. I am in gratitude, mass, mass gratitude for my amazing body, for the opportunity, for the privilege. 
um, despite the pain, despite the body breaking down, despite the fatigue of the body, I stay in massive gratitude by no effort whatsoever. It's just what I practice every day. So when meditation is the base, it's got to be the base. It's not the add-on. It's got to be the base. When the meditation is the base, you will see effortlessly that the changes that come from meditation. In fact, I always say to the people, I, to the athletes I work with, don't look at your meditation for how, quote unquote, well you're doing at it. Or you know, how, or how, they'll, go ahead. Or how well you're doing the things that you want, the training. So don't look at it meditation as I check. I'm going to do meditation knowing that my ride is going to eventually be better. Oh yeah, better. don't go into meditation and get something out of it. Right. <laughs> no, don't. You go into meditation to be in concert with who you are. And you got to trust. You got to have that belief that who you are is exactly who I'm telling you you are. The all-knowing, ever-powerful, limitless being. That's who you are. So get in concert with that. Your life is going to be so much less effort. Um so when I talk to my athletes and they say, oh my gosh, my meditation is a total disaster. It's complete mind battle the whole time. And I've been doing this now for three months and I feel like I should be better at it. And, you know, they're getting frustrated with the meditation. And I get it. I totally get it. I've been there. And, uh, and it's not wrong, right? You can't screw this up, you guys. You cannot screw up your journey at all. And then I'll ask them, well, what are you noticing outside the meditation? They were like, well my husband did this thing the other day and normally it would have been all over him, but I wasn't. I just listened to him and I noticed that I was angry and I didn't act on it. I'm like, okay. And they're like, but that's not a big deal. I'm like, that's not a big deal. Like that's life. That's huge. That's freaking life transformative. Right. And then they start laughing because, you know, remember the mind wants to, the mind wants to control everything. The ego, when it's pointed in the wrong direction, needs you to stay safe and small. It needs you to stay at that miserable job because the paycheck is worth it. It gives you all these reasons to stay safe and small. And in the words of our teacher, no, no never stay safe and small. Never. Always on the edge. Always on the edge. Never hold back always on the edge. Meditation will bring you to the edge. Make no mistake. But it will improve every relationship in your life and none more so than your, with yourself. And it will change everything about your training and your racing. Will your times go up? Maybe. I don't know. Do you? Do I care? Not really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just so content and in privilege and in gratitude that time doesn't matter to me. And isn't it more important that you have a new relationship with training. You have a, a better relationship with your significant other. You're, you're reaching in the fridge and making a better choice about what you're going to eat. Like all those things, or you have a conversation with someone and you pause before you explode. Like that's, <laughs> that's more beneficial than knocking two minutes off your runtime. But that's going to translate to your training and your racing. And you probably will knock 10 minutes off right. your time. Right, <laughs> exactly. And that doesn't mean I don't have time goals. You guys, I love time goals. And I can talk more about that in the future. I love time goals. I love to wear a watch when I race. Um, it really, really is a positive experience for me. And man, it pushes me. And I get that ego on board. And I get all my faculties going in the right direction. And we torch it. And we stay in gratitude and privilege the whole time. We stay in gratitude. And when I say we, I'm talking about 
my small self, my big self, all my faculties, the ego, like we're a whole crew. And, um, and I understand that when I function from that place, from the work that I've done in meditation, from showing up every day when the mind tells me I'm too busy, I've got more important stuff to do, that I am benefiting every single being on this earth. Because what I'm bringing to this world is gratitude is a feeling of being fulfilled right now, that happiness is not in the future. My freedom is not when I get my bonus check. My peace is not when I'm on vacation. It is all here right now. So the translation is seamless. It's invisible, but it's there. It's there. And it's present moment awareness is where you're going to see it and experience it. Because in the present moment, it's the only time that you're 100% available for the task at hand. So you want to be the best athlete you can be, practice presence. Don't just be present, be the presence. There's a big difference there. Be the presence. Be the presence of all there is, all that was, and all that ever will be. Okay, one final question. Coming back full circle here to some nutrition. How do you get your B vitamins? You get B vitamins from <laughs> a wide array of food choices. You get them from uh, beans and lentils. You can get them from nuts and seeds, uh, dark leafy vegetable greens, um, fruits and citruses. It's eating, the, it's eating the spectrum, right? It's eating a spectrum and having variety in your diet. That's where you're going to get the most balance of any vitamin that you're taking in on a, on a plant-based uh, diet. Yeah, and you know, uh, Mother Nature intended her foods to be eaten eaten as a symphony, right? So you go to the symphony, you don't just see the strings, the trombone, right? Like there's there's a symphony of that's what makes the orchestra. So and that's what makes it so beautiful. And that's the same thing with nutrition in your body. So if we're talking specifically about B12, um, then, you know, that comes from the soil. So make no mistake, you guys, that you don't need to eat an animal to get B12. You do not need to eat animal flesh to get B12. You do not need to eat animal flesh to get protein. But we use, we have a B12 spray. It's um, we get it on Amazon. It tastes really yummy. You do one spray a day. It's My Kind Organics. It's vegan. And frankly, when we've done our blood work since we've been vegan, we've never had trouble with B12. And we do not do that spray. We probably do that spray like, right. we probably do it like four times a month. And then there's like four months that go by and we don't do it. Um, but we get, because there's, we buy our food at the mar at the farmer's market or, you know, we don't wash the potatoes all the way. So we get a little bit of soil, soil. Right. but there is some new research out about some foods that are showing, uh, traces of B12. And, um, again, you know, again, if we're worried about being nutritionally deficient, then we're going to be nutritionally deficient because what we focus on expands. So if you are eating a diet that you feel really good about, Whatever those choices are, your choices don't have to be my choices. And my choices don't have to be your choices. So you take what you read and the opinions of others, and then you compare that to your inner being and how you feel in your body. And if you want to remove all doubt, go get your blood work taken. Oh, 100%. Get your blood work taken, 100%. Check out Inside Tracker. They're an amazing company. You just have to go give blood at your local bank. Uh, they'll set you all up. You send it in. 
they, well, the company will send it in and they send you back results in a few days and they give you recommendations on what foods to have to improve whatever marker you are, you have that is maybe slightly deficient or deficient. And it's really interactive. We use it. Um, and I, it's not, um, it's, you don't have to be vegan cause it's not vegan. No, it's you, not, they don't, they don't give you right. vegan, um, recommendations. They give you all, they options. Give you all the options. best options that so. are, are aligned with what your markers say. So if you're worried about it, remove the doubt. And this is a huge mental component here. Like remove the doubt. If you're constantly thinking about, it, I wonder if I'm B12, maybe I should have this, maybe go remove the doubt, go have your blood work taken, get the markers done. Know, know for yourself back to that question about what foods to eat over 50, like know for yourself, go get your markers taken and see how your body is reacting to the array of foods that you're currently taking in. And this is inside tracker is going to give you recommendations of what foods to take in to help you adjust what needs to be, um, increased to make you whole or to make you, uh, feel like you're whole, you're one. <laughs> Cause we're all trying to get back to be, Whole. This whole journey <laughs> right? is just to remember who we are, you right. guys. It's just to remember who we are. Um, all right, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for all your questions. Beach, words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Uh, to change, you need to be willing to change. You need to have the will. Do you have the will, right? If you, if you have the will, you feel that strong, compelling desire to make a change in your life identify what the change is and take a step in the direction to make that change. And that starts with having the will to be okay with leaving who you think you are behind and embrace who you truly are inside. Ooh.